you know, you don't. I don't get phoned up and asked to demonstrate falling down the stairs very often. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's always word of mouth and uh, they, they see your show reel and things like that. So yeah, I've just gone bounce from one project to another. Really. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. It is actually the one and only Dean Crazy Legs Williams, but I don't ever refer to him as Dean Crazy Legs Williams. I always refer to him as Chris. And why is that? First of all, thanks for coming on the show, by the way. It's a Mick Tully show, right? So why do I refer to you as Chris? Um, I think it was back when uh, I helped uh, do a bit of a martial arts demo at an event where we had uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. It was, uh, yeah. An evening with. And um, and I got interviewed by Mick Tully. <laughs> and, uh, and I got called Chris a few times. I think, uh, uh, I think you got mixed me mixed up with Chris. I think you'd just been speaking to Chris Jones, hadn't you? I only just been speaking yeah. to Chris Jones literally minutes before. And then, obviously, the only really cool thing about it all was your demo that you put together, by the way. And you, you masterminded the whole lot, right? Yeah, pretty much brought all the guys together and put something on, yeah. yeah In a uh, short space of time as well. Yeah, and it was. It was really, really awesome, by the way. It was all the different arts, and there was a whole story behind it, and there was a real... There was, there was real cohesion behind it. Yeah. And then, obviously, because I've been speaking to Chris and we've been talking about stunt work, and then you came in, yeah. and then that's where it goes. So, first of all, tell me, how did you get started in martial arts? Back in the 80s, uh, early 80s, mid-80s, um, my father used to do a little bit of Wadaroo down at the right. temple in Birmingham, the Temple Martial Arts, and uh, took me along on the odd Saturday, I used to go Saturday mornings, and uh, I trained with uh, the great Toru. Toru Takamazawa, I have yeah. to... Toru was a legend. Mm, he was, yeah. A, a lot of guys couldn't see past the glasses. They saw the glasses, <laughs> yeah. and he was a very geeky-looking yeah, Japanese thick, man. Thick, bottle-rimmed glasses, weren't they? You know? Yeah, but he was an absolute terror. Mm. You know, that, well, that was the name of the organisation, wasn't it? Yeah. Terror, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long did you train that? Uh, a few, a few years, a yeah, a couple of years down there, um, and then I sort of, um, I sort of fell out with not so much, probably fell out with martial arts in a way. I got a little bit too much into the routine of being took along to a class, and uh, you know, and luckily I fell back into love with martial arts on my own accord. Yeah, that. Well, that, later, so. well, that's always good. The, the worst thing in the world is when you see parents being brought along to a class, and you know, you just know they're not loving it. Yeah. They're not, they're not loving it at all. And then when you come back in, uh, just if you can hear that raspy voice, uh, raspy sound, that's a Dodge Coronet just driving past. Why is a Dodge Coronet going past while we're doing this interview? Please well, tell me, Dean. Because where we are now is actually on location for my current feature film, which uh, Mick has kindly come and helped out uh, on today. It's a feature film called Enter the Cage that's going to be uh, released later this year. Um, and hopefully we're going to get some uh, cinematic releases as well as um, a DVD distribution deal as well. Awesome. How did you get into the movies? Back in 2003, I was quite prevalent on the on the circuit really doing points fighting fighting uh, light continuous that's where i heard that's where i heard of you first yeah and uh yeah i you know i ran about so like not in 99 i, I, I won a, a british middleweight 
title when back when I was a middleweight. Yeah. And uh, and won a few like national things. In two thousand three, I captained the team in Austria, um, sport karate and um, kickboxing team that we fought over there, took a team, and I was like the captain, and we did quite well. And then also in 2003, I was on the front cover of the late Combat magazine. Uh, yes. Got myself on the front cover of that. And uh, a friend of mine uh, got in touch with me. They were doing a martial art film down in Brighton, and they were trying to get the cream of the crop guys to come along. Because um, not only was I into you know my effective, uh, realistic type martial arts, you know, the, the, you know the ring, the ring fighting type of stuff, but I also liked a bit of the tricking and a little bit of the fancy yes. stuff too. And I was asked to go down, go along, and work on this film. That was yeah, back in two thousand and three. And then from then, you know, I speak to a sound engineer, and they say, then a couple of months later, they phone me up and say worked with you on this you are you interested in doing this so you know it's sort of um it's a small sort of niche sort of industry where you know you don't i don't get phoned up and asked to demonstrate falling down the stairs very often yes yeah. it's, it's it's always word of mouth and uh they, they see your show reel and things like that so yeah i've just gone bounce from one project to another really yeah but you see that this is the one thing i found because and steve reynolds I need you to meet this guy. You're going to love him, right? Steve's exactly the same, where it becomes... And I, it makes me sound American when I say this, but it's a very, very organic sort of scenario. There's no there's no set plan. Yeah. You meet a guy, you, you fall into his company, then he has somebody who's a friend of his, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that, that, and there's always this accusation, especially in martial arts, of nepotism, right? You know, you only look after your friends. Yeah. But the only thing is, because there are quite a few idiots in martial arts, when you do get friends, yeah. you look after them, right? And that and that's how it that's how it goes. So going back to the point fighting, how do you go from Toru to Kamazawa <laughs> to point fighting? Well, I did. Um, I sort of. I had a bit of time off and then in my teens I sort of got into did a little bit of boxing yeah and then I um, tried a few different things really and then the one thing that really got me got me hooked really was a, a little bit of uh, kickboxing and um, I joined uh, the PKA yeah and uh, I've been with them ever since really I've been teaching for 20 years for, underneath them um, and uh you know, I had a couple of different instructors, and uh, the one that um, really taught me pretty much everything I know was um, a guy called Mark Shaw, the late Mark Shaw. Yes, yeah, and wow. His, his father was George Shaw, who's yeah, a great Lao name. Yeah, Stoke, Lao guy. Yeah, Lao. Yeah. Um, so George um, created a lot of the syllabus that we work from, but Mark was his son. Um, unfortunately, he got killed a few years ago. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he, he sort of took me, he sort of noticed, you know, my my skills and took me under his wing a little bit. And he was a great points fighter as well as uh, a good... And those boys were Lao Gar at the time, right? Well, he, he's, his dad, George, yeah. George was Lao, and he, he I mean... He was such an underrated fighter. He was a great fighter, but he, he, for different health reasons, he never used to really do the circuit. But he was used to used to spar and be on the same team as Steve Babs and uh, Neville Ray, Frank Lynch, Clive Parkinson. Those yeah, you know oh, legends man. of the sport. You know. Do you know what? De I I teach out at Dev Barrett's on a Sunday morning yeah. in Coventry, and Neville Ray came in. Neville came in. Curtis Page came in. Humphrey Brooms. Yeah. And none of these guys have aged. None of these guys. <laughs> They are 
still unbelievably good. Back in those days, that like they were they were some serious yeah. super, superstars, and you know we don't really have those type of superstars these days. I don't think. Yeah, why why do you think that is? Because the point the the point circuit's still pretty big. It's yeah. not as big. I think what it is, it's you know as you know yourself, everything's so fragmented, and there's there's a million and one world champions now. Whereas back in the day, there wasn't that many. You know, if you were world champion, it, it actually really really meant something. As I always say to Dev Barrett, you know, I always say to Dev that Sensei, you were a world champion when that actually meant something. Yeah, there yeah. was another four world champions, but they're all different weights. That was the, that was it. There was five, and then that was yeah. it. Yeah, the frag the, yeah, the the fragmentation is very very bad, and I don't think it's you know it certainly hasn't helped. It certainly hasn't helped the sport because no. a good kickboxing. It's sort of tournament. Grown, it's I think great. it's sort of grown it to the masses, and there's a lot more because there's a lot more clubs out there. There's a lot more people training in martial arts. Yeah, but the downside to it is there are so many different. You know, I mean, I, I heard only last year there was sort of four world championships happening on the same weekend. Jesus, you know, there's a lot of worlds, Europe. right? Exactly. Yeah. Now. We talked literally on set, as you said, it was a wrap. By the way, it was awesome. And guys, this is going to look really good. Like, you know, everything about it looks really, really good. But we, we mentioned comic books. So, yeah, when you were growing up, were you looking for heroes? Because you mentioned about it was action movies that got you into martial arts yeah. as well. Yeah, well, um, you know, growing up as a, an 80s child... Um, you know, you had the, the Superman films were quite big there, yeah. and uh, um, you know, so you always had some sort of like a, a hero. And then, you know, obviously, I got into I loved the Jackie Chan films. Yeah, and I mean, even even I used to like really, uh, and I still really enjoyed the Harold Lloyd and the Buster Keith and stuff. And they're, <sighs> now they're, like the, they're like the four forerunners of you know I that physical comedy them. yeah if it wasn't for them I don't think people like Jackie Chan would probably be you well, know doing just, what he does but just as you as you were saying it there it's like you know obviously it doesn't have the comedic value but you know Ong Back was huge because it was a huge physical skill. Yeah, and yeah, it was a it, you know that turned everything on its head because it was like, no, 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 we no, we want computer generated guys, and they go, you know, everything he does is for real, and you go, wow, and we like we were looking at it like this was something amazing, but it was just as you were saying it, it hit me that yeah, if it, if it, you didn't have Buster Key and Harold Lloyd especially, yeah, I loved Harold Lloyd as yeah, a kid, yeah. you know that like. Like all of those stunts were for real. It's like well, the clock tower was the famous one that Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, he was a homage to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack, that is what J Jackie Chan is. Harold Lloyd in a pair of pajamas, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. And then I sort of um, got into, you know, I, I, when the kickboxer films come out and the, you know the, the yeah kick, kickboxer and blood sport and all those things. What, what? What? How did you feel when you met him? Did you? Did you? Well, because um, he was a lot more gracious. Yeah, he he, you know, he was. He, he, we went in. I, I had a photo with him individually. I had a photo with him with the team. You know, so to me, he was. You know, in a way, the way I look at it, because I know that he he left at the end before while there was still a queue. Of there was one guy I felt really sorry for. There was a guy in crutches. Yeah. And obviously, he didn't race to the front of the queue when the queue formed. You know, he took his time, did the very British thing, and got in the queue. And, yeah. And uh, and I think Van Dam actually left with about 
I think there was four or five people left in the queue. But but then again, I don't know what he's doing. His contract he was, have, exactly. Yeah. Maybe if they'd have said to him, listen, there's only four more people, he'd have probably stopped, but he'd already gone, made yeah. his mind up before that happened. So, you know... Yeah, we got some great footage out, out of it, and it will get released, you know, Three Men and a Belgian, or Three Men in Search of a Belgian, uh, where I did the world's shortest ever <laughs> interview with Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, who would you like to work with? Um, well, I've been quite lucky to work with a couple of people. I've, I've done a film with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I didn't know this. Tell yeah. me more. Um, I did a film, yeah, back back before he was, you know, um, it was a film called Third Star, and we filmed it in Wales. And uh, I had to do a, I, I did a fight, little small little fight scene with him. He was in a wheelchair. Right. And, uh, I had to punch him, and uh, we had a bit of a scrap. And uh, he, I, I actually priced <clears throat> up to do his house. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but a friend of mine, a friend of mine was doing it, but I couldn't fit it in. Right. But yeah, I met him, and um, yeah, my mate says, "Oh, you got to come round. You might know him." A friend of mine, Ben, go round there, and because he's quite an odd-looking character. And I was like, "Hmm." Uh, isn't that that guy from Sherlock Holmes and then, and then ironically our uh, mu- our mutual friend Zara has just yeah. wrapped just wrapped on the Doctor course, Strange yeah, yeah 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 so who else who else um, so I've done stuff with Robert England uh, Freddy Krueger oh wow um, Steve, how was Steve he Burkoff Burkoff really yeah. I didn't yeah. know that Burkoff a couple of things with Burkoff actually I was, I was uh, watching last night he was on um he was on some comedy program actually last night. He was, really? playing, a, he was playing a janitor. Um, He's a wicked actor. Yeah. He's so skilled. I did a film called uh, He's uh, We Still Kill the Old Way. Yes, I know that one. So I did um, I did one of the bike stunts in that. I had to do uh, um, in a in an old story car park. I was driving around the bike and the van pulls up and I and I get kidnapped basically. So right. I, I doubled for the lead actor in that. Um, and uh, the uh, and also did strippers versus werewolves as well. He was in that strippers versus werewolves. Yeah. Now <laughs> you know if you want to have a good CV, <coughs> if you don't have strippers versus werewolves, then I'm not speaking to you. Yeah. I don't want to know. I don't know. What's the most bizarre thing you've ever worked on? Don't say strippers versus werewolves. That was werewolves. a bit bizarre because there was people like Lucy Pinder was on that. Oh, as soon as there's a page three, as if there's a page three model on a movie, I'm all over. Sarah it. Douglas was in it. Sarah Douglas from Superman 2 no way yeah. oh I had to because she's a Birmingham yeah well actually she, I teach a small club in a, a, a the district of Birmingham uh, called Bentley Heath yeah and, she, that, and it's only a small little place and, and that's where she was actually brought up so I no. was talking to her and she went oh the little community hall next to the park yeah, yeah, oh, so. do you know what I, I loved her she was uh, what was it she played Ursa what a yeah. geek yeah. she played Ursa that's right in Superman 1 and she was sent into the Phantom Zone with Terence Stamp and uh, oh, what is his name? This is why. This is why. I, this is why I did so well on the chase. Um, Ray O'Halloran, I think his name was. Guy with the broken nose who played non. But oh man, uh, she was her and Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, are my two major oh, really? teenage crushes. Yeah. So who who else then was? Oh, um, Hugo Spear. No so, way. Yeah. Uh, Lunchbox. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, oh, you got me on the spot now. Who else have I worked with? Uh, Steven Seagal. Uh, you probably and, uh, and we're going to finish it now here. Yeah. You, you work with Steven Seagal? Yeah. But it was a TV programme. I did uh, the Friday Night Project. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yes. One was on it. Yeah. Um, well, we had to do um, a fake seminar uh, to, to do a prank on someone. 
So just to give you a brief brief outline, we, we basically, everyone was in on the joke apart from uh, the person that was being pranked. And uh, so I, I came on, did a, did a bit of a demo, um, to, to sell it as a proper proper martial arts yeah um, seminar thing and then he come on and he he talked about he was so he was so good he, he talked really? about telekinesis and about you know the power of the mind and then he got um, he got this guy at the audience and uh, and got him to do it but they had a table rigged with magnets so the guy was like who was being pranked was moving objects. Wow. And uh, he, like, moved a book, like, just an, an inch, and he's saying, oh, that's good, you know. You, he, well, he, he called about four or five hours. None of them could do it apart from the one wow. that was being pranked. And then he didn't. He said, right, we're going to try and move this. And they had a light bulb, uh, a lamp, rigged up at the end of the table, and the, the bulb blew. Wow. And it was like, oh, that's amazing. See if you can, you know, and then Steven Seagal said to the audience, is there anyone with any ailments, any illnesses? And a few people said, oh, kidney stones and this, that and the other. He said, right, we want you to heal the audience now. So he, the guy's closing his eyes and he's meditating. He's, Steven Seagal's telling him what to do. And then while the, while he's got his eyes closed and he's meditating, everyone, you can hear it, everyone pop, pop, pop. They've got little blood capsule tablets and they all start chewing oh, them. No. And then So then he's pushing out his, his chi to the, uh, oh. to the audience. Next thing you know, all these, all everyone's bleeding from the mouths and from their eyes. Oh, God. And that was the prank. But it's, uh, yeah, you can, if you search on YouTube, oh, Steven Seagal prank. I'm, I'm, I'll be checking, there, I'll yeah. be checking. And he was cool. And he was cool and I was hanging around the green room with him afterwards, you know. And, and during having a chat to him about martial arts and about because um, he's a legit Aikido yeah. the, the, the CIA thing was a load of nonsense yeah. he, and he's so passionate for his music he oh I tell you I've seen him in concert yeah. uh, he's a blues, blues man player, yeah. uh, Mojo I think he caught he had a thing called Mojo Priest I think it was yeah, yeah. the tour and I went to see him and I went there literally uh, uh, yeah this is like was he fat Steven Seagal or skinny Steven Seagal when um, you met him he was a bit chunky yeah because now he looks like Steven Seagal who's eating a sofa you know what I mean you know what I mean he's a big old boy but I went there and I was like I'm just going to mug him off and it'll be great crap and I, yeah, and I don't drink so I can't blame it on being drunk or anything I went there and he just was and he's such a good guitar player like I mean he's really really good but it's you know the problem with Steven Seagal I'm actually I think it's just the fact he takes himself too seriously you know so who would you love to work with during the project uh, Probably got to be Jackie Chan, really. Yeah. yeah, he's still the man. Yeah, people often say that it's the it's the famous thing, isn't it? You know, you have the the Rolling Stones or the Beatles, or is it Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee? And to me, yeah, it's got to be Jackie Chan. Well, do you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to shake your hand here on that one. I'm the same because I was never a Bruce Lee fan, mm. and yeah, for a guy who teaches Jeet Kune Do, everyone's like, yeah. Wow, really? And I was like, no, I didn't even think he was a very good actor. And the the movies were a little bit before my time. And yeah, I got into martial arts through Mr. Miyagi. Right, okay. Yeah, too right, man. They got Ralph Macchio laid, he gave him a car, you know. And Macchio wasn't looking great, you know what I mean? And Miyagi, I wouldn't say Miyagi would be the best wingman to have, you know what I mean? I've done a film with Martin Covey as well. No way, John Kreese? Yeah, yeah. What movie was that? It was called Carmen's Kiss. Carmen's Kiss and what Carmen's was... Kiss, yeah. Oh. Based on the Carmen opera, the Bizet, the Bizet, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Wow. So, I tell you what, what was he like? Is he still in shape? Well, actually, to be fair, I didn't actually, I wasn't on set the same day as him. Ah, I wouldn't care. Yeah, you're too honest. Yeah. I wouldn't be, I'd, be, I'd be saying no, me and him hung out. We talked about the All Valley <laughs> tournament. Yeah. He how ran, how he, Johnny yeah. was hard done by? Well, that was, I, I don't know. What's your views? Was that an illegal kick? It was an illegal kick. Johnny should have won. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny should have won. But the thing is, as well, you know, I think Bobby pussied out as well because, you know, he jumped on his leg and then he was like, sorry about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. He'd be straight out of the Cobra Kai if it was me, you know. Sorry, no mercy. No mercy means no fucking mercy, Bobby. You broke his leg. No mercy. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. So, what's your favourite Jackie Chan movie? <sighs> Gotta be uh, Meals on Wheels. Most people say Project A. I like Project A myself. Yeah, no. He's fight that he does. He's uh, Benny the Jet. Another legend. Yeah. Another legend. So many people don't understand how good Benny the Jet is. I, I, as a martial artist and as a thinker, you know, that guy is a really, really something else. Yeah, I tell you what, now, you, now you're talking about it, Meals on Wheels would be the one. So now, what's the future hold for you, man? The future, well, uh, I'm still still teaching all my schools. Yeah. Um, uh, but I still want to, it's the film stuff really, you know, gets me now, you know. Yeah. I love turning up and you just don't know what to expect like we've had that that old coronet turn up today and uh, you know we've had some great people on set and it- I, I ate cheesecake yeah what, what more oh, do you want cheesecake yeah oh, it's all gone it's cheesecake all gone. gone there's oh, there's no. carrots now I, I think I think the vegan section is <laughs> the only thing that's been left everything else is gone movies wise movies wise um, I've got uh, I've got a few things I've got a superhero project in the pipeline actually really which yeah that's, that's I'm all over that so I'll let you know about that um, and then I've got I'm doing some filming in September for um, for uh, another for a, a short film that's going to be part of an anthology it's going to be uh, what four short films together I think that's how they're going to do it I love the anthology we miss a trick because you know the old Twilight Zone movie was awesome Creep Show was awesome but they only stick with that sort of horror genre whereas I think if you went down the anthology route and there was just a link and it only has to be a tenuous link to keep it all together and that would be that would be for me the one you ever thought about just when you look at Netflix, you look at HBO, you look at all these, because that the episodic, the episodic TV is the way forward. Yeah, now. definitely. Netflix has just gone completely mad, hasn't it? You well, they, well, they're killing it. Yeah, exactly. And they're commissioning their own, their own works, and you know. Well, you, you see, the thing is with a lot of these, especially, especially net Netflix and HBO, they're turning around and they go, well. Yeah, we just have faith in it. You know, where, where else? Where else would, you know... A, a studio's not going to put any money down now. The only thing they'll put money into now is superhero movies. And as much as I love superhero movies, I don't want to be watching shit superhero movies. Whereas, you know, you look at Peaky Blinders... Well, I was with Stephen Knight the other week. Uh, the really? Creator of Peaky Blinders. Really? I also created Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which I didn't realise until recently. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I had a... Because I'm, I'm actually... <laughs> part running the Birmingham Film Festival this year as well. Really? Which is the end of November. And where's this at? uh, The Custard Factory. Oh, wicked. So we've uh, hired the Mockingbird Cinema there um, for the weekend. We're having a... We've had uh, actually about 300 submissions from all around the world. Wow. Uh, Short films, feature films, documentaries. So uh, we're going to get Stephen Knight 
in, involved, but um, he's, he's away that weekend, but he did come and kindly help us out with a bit of a, a testimonial, a bit of a advertisement for it, and awesome. a bit of an interview, interview, and we talked about, you know, film, the film industry in Birmingham, and he, uh, he talked to us about his plans. He wants to build a, a film studio in Birmingham, so... Um, and why not? Four and six sound stages, like a mini Pinewood. Jesus. So that's it's all it's all going forward. Big, so. big, big things ahead, man. And obviously, you know the score. Uh, I was only I was only joking the first time I said to you that if you ever needed a a good character actor. Uh, by the way, guys. When you see Enter the Cage, I have to warn you right now, apologies, because the acting is so hammy by me. It's unreal. Now, it, it wasn't that bad, I don't wasn't think. was too bad, no. I, I, I was looking for a nuanced we'll, performance. We'll, but we'll see how much you've been uh, edited out. Yeah, 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 because I could end up on the director's cut on the DVD. When you get on that, that's it. Dean, man, thanks for all your help. The, the trailer's on, on YouTube, Enter the Cage. Yeah, and any... Anything else you'd like to give a oh, shout out to? Well, I probably just a big thanks to some of the uh, p- people I've trained with, really. You know, over the years, some I've done some bit of jiu-jitsu as well, which you probably didn't know about. No, I've trained with uh, Hoist, Henzo, uh, Henzo's my man, Carly. Really? Grace, yeah. Jesus Mar- Christ! Marisha, you dropped Gomez. this on me right at the end. Marisha Gomez, when he was at the Custer Factory. Yeah. yeah wow, back, back in the, the day. day. Back in the day. Um, Eric Paulson. Eric's know, the yeah. man. Yeah, we talked about yeah. Eric. Well, I did a bit of capoeira for a, about seven or eight years as well. I can see you doing capoeira. So, yeah, That's where the crazy of, lace come up. Yeah. So who would you like to train with? This will be the, like, my last question then. Try, I'll tell you what, your your mate, Bass Rooten. Yeah, what fancy Baz? Mm. He is the man. I yeah, tell you I what, think, uh, that's that's someone I'd like. Yeah, I would like to train with. Him. Baz is uh, the man. He is literally. He knows his market, mm. and he'll never say he's a master, which I actually think he is. Mm. I think he's very, very good. But more importantly than that, he's one of the only guys I've seen apart from Henzo that actually, you know, as I've told Henzo, are you listening? You know what I'm going to say. He's the only person on the planet I'd swap, swap my life with. But, uh, hey, there's a gorgeous lady coming here who's calling you to set. I'm, I'm me. There you are, man. And, and Thank you. That is the truth. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is our Paint Your Headphones production.